You're listening to Seeing the Sequel, the movie podcast about sequels to films that were never made, probably for good reason. This week, we are talking about 1995's cyberpunk action thriller film, Johnny Mnemonic, starring Keanu Reeves and Dolph Lundgren. And, as ever, alongside me, three men, what the fuck is going on? I've got Al, I've got Joe, and I've got John. Welcome back, guys. As you know, each episode, we have recently watched a film, so we've got to come up with a sequel. We've got to come up with a director, we've got to cast it, we've got to talk about the title, any marketing, we've got to put the whole thing together. And someone at the end, lucky enough, has got to do the pitch. Is it going to make the cut? Well, it's funny, until recently, you couldn't find this film. It was, in fact, quite hard to get hold of. Uh, And that might have been a good thing, but nevertheless, it's now on Amazon Prime. Coincidence, given the current climate? I don't know. Well, either way, we've all watched the film recently, and this one's... <laughs> I don't know if this is going to be a fan favourite. Who wants to kick things off with this film? Let's go to Joe. This looks like a Joe film. Joe, bit of you? Uh, I mean, I'd seen it at the time. This was, you know, this was off the back of speed, wasn't it? Um, so I was, I was very excited, like Keanu Reeves does, like, you know, with Keanu Reeves with a gun sci-fi weird action movie sign me up is what I thought at the time. And I don't think I'd watched it since. Um, turns out for good reason. It's, uh, <laughs> it's not, uh, look, it's, it's, I like that. I like that it exists to use an Al expression. I like that it's there. Uh, but fuck what a mess. <laughs> My God. It's, it's, amazing, it's, it's it? astonishing. It's astonishing. It's so confusing. Um, uh, it, it's, I, look, I enjoyed rewatching it. It was quite, it was quite fun, but what a mess. Um, this is probably one of the films that, that was responsible for everyone thinking Keanu Reeves, like just cannot act. There was, there was a time in the nineties, wasn't there? And I think it was probably off hot off the back of this. And it is one of the worst Keanu Reeves performance. I think it since. was, Dra- it was Dracula, wasn't it? And then like, he sort of got found himself as a bit of an action star and gay. And you know, everyone's like, Oh, and then what, I, was crashed back down with this. With this, it's, uh, yeah. but what the weirdest thing about it is is just um, like how did this get made? Um, it's it's confusing, and, and I did look looked up a, a little bit about it beforehand, and it does it, like everything seems to suggest that this was not the film they set out to make. It was re-edited and recut mm. by studio, um, and they basically took the director off of it. Who? brought this to the studio in the first place, wanting, I think, a million dollars to make an art house movie. Um, and, and they couldn't get the funding for the million. So they said, let's put Keanu Reeves in it and then give you a $30 million budget. Mm. And, and that, that movie we can make. It's just that it doesn't feel like anyone really knew what movie they were making. Uh, mess. I, I mean- it looks like um, it was supposed to be quite a unique, original little... Uh- independent film, very quirky, quite funny, quite an alternative. And you're right, once they added on the weight of them, they just chopped and re-edited it into something that just fitted into the main screen because it could be. All right. Uh, Joe, just as a final point, positives about this film, sell it to me. Okay. The 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 vibe, I think, and the, the like, as in the steampunk, the sort of steampunk, um, uh, like, weirdness to it, I quite like. I like a lot of the costume. Disagree. Um, <laughs> hard, disagree. No, hard disagree. I, I think I think he looks great. I think Keanu Reeves looks great with his weird haircut and in his suit with the odd tie. Uh, 
I might get out. Okay. Have I got anything else? I think, that's, I think that's it. Um, <laughs> All right, well, look, Al's dying to come in. Come on, Al. Let, let's have it. No, Rip I it mean, out. I was just going to say, yeah, the only thing I kind of remember noticing and not hating was that Keanu Reeves, like, his hair doesn't have sideburns. Do you know what I mean? It sort of goes straight across. That's all I've got. <laughs> no, um, um, no, I'm the same as you. Like, yeah, I was watching everything as a, I must have been like 12 years old when this came out. I remember it coming out and because it was on the back of Seven, uh, seven Speed, thinking this is big. It's a big Keanu Reeves movie. And therefore I was young enough to think that means it will be good. Um, now, I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of the listeners didn't watch it because I watched everything back then and I'd never seen Johnny Mnemonic. I'd never seen it until now. I just really? never, just never bothered going in because I just some somehow there was enough about it that told me it was going to be shit enough that it's not it's going to be a waste of your time. Even though you know it's quite a short runtime in the end, they got themselves over the ninety minute line just barely. Um, it seems to me that it obviously from what you've told me about the background of the art house thing and the cyberpunk sort of original material, whatever it got lost in between. Because actually, what I would say is it seems the budget is nowhere near big enough for what the ambition it found itself in. Do you know what I mean? It looks like shoddy. It's out of its depth. It, it looks shoddy as fuck at, at every point, whether it's a gangster getting into a lift. <laughs> the beginning, those gangsters as they're getting into the lift as it's building the tension. Or whether it's the virtual reality sequences, everything looks shit. Everything. And, uh, and, you know, the script, the script is so bizarre to the boldy thing to like when Keanu Reeves first um, uploads <laughs> didn't uh, don't know at that point why he's lying about his maximum capacity I'm like right he's obviously he's suicidal okay yeah and then where, uh, the first thing he says afterwards I'm like what badass lines are you going to come up, come up with where's the toilet yeah <laughs> <laughs> I was like what you, oh it makes you need a shit <laughs> um, you know, like, so bizarre um uh, yeah, so let's just talk about the support cast. I was like, is that iced tea? <laughs> um, is, is that Henry Rollins? Yeah, yeah. Henry Rollins and then, yeah. th- then of course, the, the mother of all of them. Is that Dolph Lundgren playing some sort of Jesus shepherd cyberpunk who's cru- now crucifying Henry Rollins? <laughs> Te- and, and pretty terrifying. And the, weir- the weirdest thing about Dolph Lundgren, or not the weirdest, there's a lot, there's a lot of weirdness about him being in this film. But the poster uh, that I saw online bills mm. him equally with Keanu Reeves. Yeah. Over halfway over halfway through when he pops up, uh, I think, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Keanu Reeves and Dolph Lundgren is what he this doesn't even sort of have a name. As. He's just listed in the credits as Street Preacher and he's equal <laughs> Billy. Come on then, John, let's have it. And, What's well, your thoughts well, on this film? Well, don't forget, John, that he's just Johnny. So there's not and much of a name there to go with anyway. Um... Well, and, and Takeshi Katano's in it as well, who was like a legendary Japanese yeah. actor from Battle Royale and Zatoichi and Sonatine and fucking Takeshi's, Takeshi's, uh, Takeshi's Castle, obviously. Um, yeah, there's a great line in it about, oh, exactly, it's an hour and one minute in because I, I just like took note of it. And Keanu Reeves just sort of looks up at the at the bridge and just shouts, what the fuck is going on? And it's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, that, that sort of sums up. But that, um, that the conceptually, though, there are some things I like in it. It's written by William Gibson, who's like super famous cyberpunk author. Neuromancer is like one of the most famous, if not the most famous cyberpunk book ever. 
Um, is this, so ba- got, is this based some on some of the material, or was this an original script? I think this was an original script, film, but I don't know that. Was, exactly, I think it was based but, on a short story um, that he had written himself. Right, okay, okay, okay. But there's 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 all this classic cyberpunk stuff. It's got tech versus faith, like tech versus religion. Big pharma, big pharmaceutical companies are bad. There's ep- a technology is an epidemic that runs through. So uh, it's got that, and it's just got the weird stuff, and it like the corporation defends themselves. The dolphin. how by getting the Yakuza to be like their henchmen. So weird. Um, so, yeah, the so dolphin weird. as well. I do that. That bit's wild. Like <laughs> he basically taps into. Like he basically like, hacks the universe by using a dolphin to like amplify the signal. Um, what? what was that about? The <laughs> dolphin. That was fucking wicked. So weird. Um, like it's just crazy. That oh, there's a Henry Rollins talking about his acting. There's a Henry Rollins. Keanu Reeves scene when Keanu Reeves has got the uh like things on his head and he's about to get like at, he's about to be um drilled into his head to like get the stop the seepage of the Crane, data coming drill. out of his yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but the acting in that that scene in particular is just utter utter dog shit like it's just so embarrassing like well, absolutely terrible honorable mention again to Keanu Reeves because I th- always think that he comes across like this and obviously now he's got that nice guy persona which he wouldn't have had back then necessarily I mean, he is absolutely appalling in this film. Like the, the scene, the scene in the taxi when he's talking to Ralph, his agent, was he was like, he is unbelievable. But that that's the thing. Fuck me, he's a sport, isn't he? He gives it his. Mm. He, he he definitely threw himself into this film 110, yeah. percent and he and you know he really I, I really respect him even though he's so poor in it, you know. Big shout out to Udo Kier, though, as well. I do like it when he pops up in films. It's great to watch. Has he ever played a character you can trust, ever? Like, <laughs> like Sean Bean? Yeah, it was like, in shocking news, Ralph, his agent, is a bad guy. Yeah. I think the other thing... Well, I was going to say one other thing. It's interesting that we're doing now because the film is set in 2021. So it's just, yeah. it's perfect. Well, that's what I was going to say. How, how on the money... I mean, it's interesting when you look back at these um, sci-fi films, typically... Uh, go way into the future and just imagine. And a lot of the times they get it wrong, but I almost find it quite interesting. And in, in somehow a lot of the times they actually are foreshadowing some things that we are now sort of taking for granted. I do did laugh that his capacity was eight, was eighty gigs. I've got yeah. a USB and then, stick and then there's a soft and then there's a software update to magically double it to one hundred and sixty. How does that work? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the graphics. Will, um, I just got to say, they sort of remind me of Lawnmower Man. I mean, you know, yeah, definitely. It, it, it was pushing. It seems to be a film that was pushing all credit to it. You know, I like f- films like this when they're good and they make it. They think, right, let's just push the boundaries a little bit. Let's just look out to what the world might look like using all existing technology as cutting edge as it can be at the moment. Although I think in this case they used it to save the film. But I think credit to them for trying. At least you're right, Joe. It exists. That's all right. You know, as a product, it's fucking appalling. But as a, as a thing, fair enough. It's, you know, it's, it's a miss. It's but, very, you know. very interesting when you think of it on themes of, um, you know, just as we're entering the digital computer world, um, you know, to another obvious Keanu Reeves film that was more successful called The Matrix and the fact that, that was it, this is only four years before the matrix well, like it's a question sweet do jesus you think, <laughs> do you think this film the matrix would have existed without johnny mnemonic yes definitely yeah. I, I think <laughs> i think that's a remarkable thing to suggest no I, I, I just think basically i think it's an example of but people like you said people trying things in that computer world and in the end this got it you know 
this went for something and failed. Probably had a studio problem, like you said. They tried to save it by upping the budget and got it and, and found itself in between. Much more ambitious, much more money. Yeah. The ma- and obviously a much better, also, much better script. The Matrix nailed it four years later. Hundred yeah. percent. Well, look, we're in the future now. All right, we are at that time. This is it. This is live. We are here. What's the world look like? So, what does the future look like? How well, are we going to create a Johnny Mnemonic? Well, I've too? got an idea for this. That's um, and it's set immediately <laughs> after the film ends. So it's still on, in twenty twenty one. Oh, one of those. Um, so what about this? What about if the whole film, the whole original Johnny Mnemonic was a video game, right? And it's someone playing of the video game character that is Keanu Reeves's character in the game. It's Johnny. And this is the first time that anyone has completed this video game. It's like the hardest video game ever. And this person's completed the game. So now we start the film and it's like, and like the CV goes off or the VR headset comes off or whatever. And this person who's completed completed the game is like, wow. And everyone's like, congratulations, whatever. And that person is the current Keanu Reeves. And he looks like the young Keanu Reeves oh. in the game because he's made his avatar to look like his younger, yes. better, yes. more yes. sexy Good. self. Makes sense. Um, like and, then, and then maybe, I don't know where we go from there, but maybe because he's the first person ever to complete it, a courier company, a courier, he, someone asks him to be a courier for real. It's like this guy's proven himself. He's done it. He's the person we can trust. John, hey, take it one step further. What if every single cast member takes off their headsets and they're all sitting in the same room and they're just people that sign up to go and play a game? Well, what, what about, do we play on that and it's not a game? Like you just said, he becomes a real life courier, John. Could it be some sort of um, audition mission? to become a courier well yeah it could be an audition but i think it would be better for like he doesn't know it's an audition like it's just it's just like a so it's so, so like he's not fit for the job really he's just he doesn't see himself as fit for the job he's just completed a video game he's not like okay. trying to okay. prove himself because then it's like a fish out of water sort of deal yeah because that takes me back to the opening like um i've worked on a film that did this and found this so now i never look at a film the same when it has an opening like crawling bit of information a really long one as well that, yes. well that's what i mean like so i worked in assassin's creed and we ended up putting that in because we needed something so the audience would understand the story that we're piecing together without that at the starting point we had they wouldn't get it and a lot of films do that and that's why they're doing it because they're a mess now this one went on and on and on and on and on. And I was like, am I reading about the Yakuza now? Like, it just kept on going. Like, the, I was like, how much story are you trying to pump into me here? Hey, listen, it's not as bad as Phantom Menace and Trade Wars, though, is it? All right, Joe, what are you thinking? Yeah, the pacing was way off, wasn't it? It just went on and on and on. And then suddenly, kind of out of nowhere, it just said, directed by Robert Long- Longo. And I was like, oh, right, it's over. Yeah, it, it, um, it fell off the edge, didn't it? Um, I like this. I think it's... Um, I, well, look, I, I love I love the idea of it being uh, two two um, Keanu Reeves, as in two Johnny Mnemonics. Um, God, it comes w- one, aging. Well, I mean, we, we yeah, <laughs> the deep it, it, was, it would seem so, wouldn't it? it? Like you know, you've got you've got the real life him, age fifty three or however old he is, taking off his headset. So it's set. I am confused slightly. So it's it's set immediately, right? So he, he takes his head he takes his headset off. Um he's one. Yeah. Yeah, and th- and then the world. So so the world could be our world now or like a slightly or like a different slightly different version of it. But in in but the game was set in internet 2021. 
Um, so the, so we can still be 2021 now uh, in the real world. Um, or, or it could be at and any is the, time, and really. Is the, real the world, game... is the real world all fucked up like and, and well, cyberpunky? Well, or not is it really. Just, and is I was just... thinking that this is a great way to get away from the fact, if we're trying to make this film good, get away from the fact that everything in the first film was so shit because you could just say, well, it was a video game. I was nice. thinking that because, you know, nice. like the opposite of when we do a good film, you like you don't want to trample on the original. This is the complete opposite of that, where we want to kind of wash the original away. away. <laughs> so so the original is so unsacred, no one gives a shit. Let's make it a video game. Let's piss on it. Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> right. so you can, and then the world could be like as it is now, but an Elon Musk style character has come up with this idea, you know, just this way of, because they're already talking about it, this way of like putting data into people's minds. So, and this is the way this Elon Musk character has chosen how to... Yeah, well, maybe, maybe they were using the video game as a trial, right? To, to, they were yeah. doing a VR video game to, as a trial to see if some if someone could do it. Yeah, and now, like- and now that he has done it, he's the only Johnny is the only person that has actually done it. So yeah. he has to do it in in real life. Yes, yeah, for, yeah, for yeah. the Elon Musk type <laughs> character. But just as he does it, some other corporation. Uh, you know, someone else Bezos, Bezos, another Bezos, version Bezos, of the however, game. like oh, try, yeah. try and nick his brain or try and nick the technology that um, they've come up with. And now Johnny's on the run yeah. from, from rival. This has got Christopher Nolan written all over it to me. With a, with a thousand terabytes of information in his <laughs> brain. <laughs> yeah. And occasionally it goes into a toilet and goes, ah, <laughs> it could be that we think, that the audience thinks initially, or Elon Musk character, let's just call him Elon Musk, that Elon Musk <laughs> thinks that um, <laughs> that Johnny, that Keanu Reeves' new character, whatever his name is, uh, Johnny, <laughs> probably, <laughs> um, um, is uh, the only one that's done it. But maybe there's like, Jeff Bezos has also been running a rival sim, and there's like just this super evil dude, just like, you know, classically just evil, just really strong and really evil. Uh, who's also completed it unbeknownst and then he... well there's a train it could be like a training camp couldn't there it could be like a secret underground where like he Johnny's in the mainstream having completed this but really this crack team of people that yeah, are already yeah. doing yeah this. maybe yeah and I see it as like Johnny's the only one that's completed this game but literally it's like the most popular most successful game ever like two billion people have played it and out of uh, two billion only one person's ever completed it yeah, but the the, the the crucial difference is, is this something he's won the right to do, to be the, the experiment? Or well, it, does he not want it? You know what I mean? Because if he's won... I think he shouldn't want it, because it's more interest, more more tension between him and not even wanting to be a part of this. He it's thought it was just like a, a video game, right? He, he yeah. thought it was just well, like... So, you know, so as soon as he lifts the mask up at the beginning, he, they like grab him and he's like, Elon he's Musk's... like, hey, what the fuck is this? I don't want to be doing <laughs> yeah, this. Get yeah, your yeah. hands off me. As, as, he, as, he, as he lifts the mask off, there's just Elon Musk there clapping, just being like... Well done, Johnny. <laughs> and then the, ba- the baddie uh, corporate guy could be Dolph Lundgren, in, Dolph Lundgren on his suit, in, a, in a suit, and he put him in the original because Love it's that. his rival. Absolutely. Yeah. High-end corporate uh, sabotage is what's going to be happening here. Trade secrets at a higher level, political influence, carrying information in the brain. Yeah, let's, absolutely. Let's be careful about Dolph Lundgren. Well, okay. <laughs> Why is he coming around? Well, let's not. I mean, look, look, I don't think I don't think any of us thought that the Dolph Lundgren of it all worked particularly well in the first movie, did we? <laughs> and and we're, we're we're falling into the trap immediately. Oh, 
Dolph Lundgren's back in it. Let's put him in a bigger role. Well, from the beginning <laughs> this time. <laughs> and this time he's not a shepherd. Yeah, actually, maybe it's not. Maybe if we're going down the Dolph Lundgren shepherd thing, then maybe it's maybe the people that want to stop the Johnny, the real life Johnny, is like the church or something. And it's like the Pope that's gone in to do it. Because the Dolph London character was like religious, wasn't he? Well, yeah. what, I know, strangely, he was, yes. So it's Elon Musk <laughs> versus the Pope. You've got that weird Brilliant. religious versus science argument at the centre of this. Humanitarianism, you know, should you be messing with that purist? Is it against nature? There could be, there could be like a underground resistance movement against this couldn't there you know the whole like because we're about to go into we're talking about he can hold 80 gigs but i don't think we'll be too far from the future where literally you are connected to the internet where if your brain wants something it grabs it and i think there's going to be a whole movement it's going to be a split coming up in the road i swear where you're going to have everyone that just wants to be as man intended and everyone wants to be as science integrates and i think that there could be an underground thing there yeah, well, well, yeah. Um, I'm starting to get a bit confused, but if we, um, but, if, your, your but, how, but how, how about if it could be? Because um, I was trying to think. Yeah, with well, the underground movement, and maybe they don't, they don't. Uh, you know, people feel threatened by it. They think, oh, if you if you have all this stuff in your mind, then you're not human anymore. You're a computer or mm. whatever. But it could be if we're going to go down the religious thing, then it could be that Elon Musk has found definite proof that God doesn't exist. And that's the information that he has to transfer and the Pope wants to stop it. That's what I was going to say. So then you get into, I was going to say something along those lines and you get into sort of this Da Vinci Code world of, uh, you know, yeah, the uh, the um, the powers that be below the church, which is obviously massive. Yeah. Um, so massive, you know, you'd never even seen any of it. There, what's after it? Yeah, so he, can tr- he has proof that God doesn't exist in his head. <laughs> pretty, pretty controversial film, this. Yeah. yeah, and then like all the religious people, Just like, like literally, like churches, <laughs> churches have been told by the Pope that like we got to stop this guy. Now churches are like working up the masses to try to like find this guy. Yeah, <laughs> there's a whole crochet team coming to get you. Is that what you mean? And in the credits, it's just like and Dolph Lundgren as the Pope. <laughs> well, listen, I got a gr- I got a great Pope for you. All right, imagine this. I've got a fucking Pope the- for you. I got a Pope for you, Mickey Rourke. What the fuck? As the, as the Pope. That casting yeah. will go down well with the Christians. <laughs> uh, why not? He's perfect for it. Is he, why, uh, what, what about what Ice T? <laughs> All right, okay. So there's a lot going on here, but I think I love the idea, ultimately, at the core of it, that it was a test or a video game that he passed. It'd take us I love that idea of new um, current Keanu Reeves looking back uh, young or and then we can, you know, do that whole de-aging thing. I think that's that's a great niche. And no matter which way we take the film, whether it's um, <laughs> churches push back <laughs> and the old W Women's Institute coming to get him <laughs> or whether it's uh, a corporate sabotage and, you know, the sharing of information and, you know, he or he doesn't want to do this. I think at the core of it is actually a very good idea. I, I think, I think that, that's great. So... Do we need to conclude this? Should we you got any ideas about what you want to do about cast? What are you thinking? Well, let's well, let's choose, right? So basically he gets he doesn't I'm really getting annoyed with the fact that it starts off and he's forced into this thing. It seems very unusual that he's winning. You've won. Well done. Have this. Have this in your head. <laughs> um uh, so that, I'm thinking about it like on the lines of like 
I don't know, like The Fugitive, or like films where characters are just not suited for this. They've just been forced into this against their will. And like, that's that's a big part of the thing, because he's going to, then it's personal to him. He's, his character's got something to overcome, rather than just, oh yeah, I always wanted to do this, and now I've okay. started the film by already living my biggest dream. Okay, fine. So he wins, he opens up the mask, and he wins the um, video game uh, from, that was the original film. And then gradually, over the course of like opening 10 minutes, things become a bit more sinister, and he gets plugged without his yeah without against his will they like blackmail him or something like they blackmail or him or something maybe they've him. got um because he the film ends with him looking into the eyes of our female lead doesn't it is it dina Meyer from yeah. friends so um perhaps maybe that could be his wife in real life yeah so he's perhaps they lift avatar. The, exactly so they she's with him they so they're looking at each other and they lift the masks so we can mirror the last shot of the original with the first shot of this and they're looking at each other as the masks come up Oh, and then not- and they they use her against him, um, and they like say now you've got to be the courier for this v- absolutely incredible information that is we've scientifically and techn- with the use of this wonderful technology proved that there is no god. <laughs> the problem is you've got it- you've got Dolph Lundgren coming after you as a <laughs> as a. The problem a, is the problem is you've got Dolph Lundgren coming up after you as a priest, and Ricky Rourke is the Pope. Yeah. And he's pulling the strings. Amazing. He's pulling the strings from the Vatican, which we jazz up futuristically a little bit. There's a few lasers coming out the dome at St. Peter's or something like that. Or like, you know, the Sistine Chapel. Well, it could be the Sistine current Vatican. Va- well, it could be the current Vatican, like today's Vatican, but underground is just like the most fucking crazy, technological, amazing. And like no one knew that it was there. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. That's cool. Like- so, so we go, are we going to Vatican City, are we? Yes. Yeah. In this film. Um, in the, that's uh, one thing I would say in, in, in the, the original movie. What? Why do you think they landed on Newark? I love that. I was just going to ask it's that. It's so, so weird. It's so weird the way in the because it gets said so much in that first sequence. Yeah, Newark, get it to Newark, get over to Newark, and I was like, <laughs> why bizarre. are we going to Newark? Yeah, and then when we get when we get there though, there's that little bit of a um, sort of escape from New York vibe to it. It's what do they call it, the free city of Newark. Yeah, so it's like it's been lost, but we don't know that when they keep on saying Newark. <laughs> so are we going to? Um, is this film culminating in some sort of huge battle underground Vatican City, which is an absolute tech layer empire that they've got to go and impregnate? Yes. So I'm thinking it's... I'm not thinking like um, the Batcave or anything like that. I'm thinking like the inside of... The Pope Cave. A massive... <laughs> the Pape Cave. A massive Star Destroyer or like the inside of the ship at the end of Independence Day. Like it's a it's a futuristic robotic city yeah. with floor and floors and floors and floors deep, like with lifts and spaceships yeah, flying yeah, about yeah, and yeah. stuff yeah. like that. And, and I think I, the what 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 they're trying to do, what Keanu, what Johnny needs to do is go into that secret base, that secret tech base, because he needs to upload the information into their systems, and then it gets broadcast at all Christian Brilliant. Christian buildings worldwide, and then that's when everyone who's a Christian knows there's no God. And, Beautiful. Yeah, and every every church explodes. And, well, and, oh, and, I was I was going to say the and, last the last shot could be Mickey Rock, the Pope, and he and yes. he see and he sees it, and his head just blows up. I was going to say every monk blows up, every nun blows up, <laughs> like in Scanners, like Scanners. Yeah, that's what an evil, horrible end. Um, maybe we don't kill him, but yeah, they they no one believes in God anymore. That's what he's going to do. So the very people that are after him is actually he has to take the information right into the lion's den unlucky Johnny <laughs> and find the place to uh, plug in the USB love that okay well I think we've touched on cast recently I think we're pretty much there I mean 
everything else and Mickey Rourke. Brilliant. What is the film going to be called here? Because the original title is quite, it's actually not too bad, is it? So, but how are we going to it's not great, sum mate. this up? Uh, well, um, it could be, well, we're about to prove that it could be worse. Johnny <laughs> Mnemonic, God is dead. Back, <laughs> Johnny Mnemonic, Vatican City. Johnny you know, I always, like, I always like war in it. Johnny Mnemonic, Vatican War. Or yeah, John- I like that. Pope War. Johnny Mnemonic, Man of the Cloth. <laughs> <laughs> that is fantastic. I really like that. That's good. And it's like, you know, like you, you sort of cross over the Constantine poster. You know, didn't he have a gun in Constantine that was like a crucifix? Yeah. Uh, yeah so like he had, you know, he's he's got like the, the you know, the dog collar. <laughs> Why am I doing this? He's not a priest in it. All right, Johnny Mnemonic. And that then, well, well, no, but it's it's linked to the original because of the Dolph Lundgren, um, Henry Henry Rollins crucifixion sequence. Yeah, and Ice T is so doing this soundtrack. Okay, who's going to direct Johnny Mnemonic Man of the Cloth? This I noticed on IMDb. uh, This guy, what's his name? Robert Longo. Never worked again. It's the last one. Did he not? The poor it's, guy. It was his first movie, first feature, oh, no. and last feature. Poor bastard. <laughs> poor bastard. Um, Currently working in Walmart. And I bet you know what I feel for him because I bet so you know not all of he will be the fall guy for this disaster. Like the studio will, will you know be very much responsible for a lot of the bullshit in this. I'm sure. But yeah, someone's got, got, got a scapegoat. A head's got a roll, and it was our boy. So he's. So what do you think of the Nolan idea? What's Nolan uh, going to do after Tenet? Because it wasn't very good, that. Johnny Mnemonic 2. <laughs> Brilliant. Didn't see don't want it a bit too confusing, though, do we? We don't want it to be too, like, loads of scenes talking about what's happening and stuff, like Christopher Nolan films always have. Just loads of explanation, characters just banging on about stuff. You know, I don't, po- I don't want Nolan. I don't want Nolan. Well, I can, go, I can go a sideline from Nolan, which suits this piece of shit as well. So the closest I think we've had to a film like this would be the Johnny Depp disaster transcendent. Was it called or something like that? Oh, transcend. Uh, yeah. Transcendence. Like um, a few years ago, which was directed by Wally Pfister, his directorial debut when he left, he quit being Nolan's DOP to direct his own film. Didn't go great. Um, it was an absolute flop, but it was about Johnny Depp having like computer shit put in his head. He's not gone back to being uh, the DOP for Nolan. Hoyter van Hoytema is um, his DOP now. So, Wally Pfister, what do you say? Yeah, I mean, you know. Suits, um, suits where we're at with this, doesn't it? I think so. That it's was just, the other name I had, to be honest. Yes, Wally Pfister. Um, <laughs> I, what, what, I, I was going to suggest we, we give Keanu Reeves the... I know John used to, used to uh, suggest that the star of the show just takes the directing role um, a lot. He used to do that, but like why that. not? Keanu Reeves. Everyone loves Keanu Reeves. No one's going to say no to him. Everyone loves him now. Yeah. All right. Okay. Well, well, that's it. We're going with it. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, you know, I don't think we should get hung up on it. It is is what it is. I just want to see Man of the Cloth. I don't care who makes this film. The title alone is genius. So I like this. This is an infinitely already a better film than the the original. The question is, who's going to put it together? Who's going to sell it? Slam in the lamb. Take it home. Home run. One for the team. Um, Silence. Well, I can, I can take it home. 
Go on then, John. Go on, John Boy. All right, so if it begins, and the, that VR headset that you see that's connected to a dolphin in the original, you see uh, <laughs> close-up, this is a close-up of that. Someone takes a takes uh, the headset off, um, and everyone's like, congratulations, congratulations, you're the first one that's done it, and it's revealed that... Keanu Reeves and his wife have completed, campaign by Dina Meyer, have completed this video game. It's the most popular video game ever. A uh, billion, two billion people have played it. Only these two have completed it. Uh, a lift comes up, smoke, the doors open, out walks Elon Musk clapping. Well done, Johnny. Um, <laughs> I've got good news and I've got bad news. You love that uh, bit. Well done, Johnny. <laughs> well done, Johnny. Um, that's the, yeah. Um, well done, Johnny. Elon Musk played by Elon Musk. Um, he's like, good, good news, I've got bad news. The good news is you're the first person to complete this game. You're like one of the world's most intelligent, brave, courageous people. You've just proved it. The bad news is I've got a mission for you that you might not like. And then he goes on to explain that he's proven, Elon Musk has proven that God does not exist and he's got the info in a 80 gigabyte hard drive and he needs to <laughs> upload it to Keanu Reeves' head. And he says, and Keanu's like, I don't want to do it. And he's like, you're going to do it. And he takes Dean Elon Meyer hostage <laughs> and puts her in some formaldehyde and says, I'll only get the formaldehyde out once you've proven that God doesn't exist. Uh, and that's when he explains that the Vatican is not, it's not what it seems. And there's all these images of the underground, amazing Vatican base, like just the most futuristic, the most ridiculous thing you've ever seen. There's whole cities on platforms and all moving around. <laughs> there's flying vehicles and there's like weird, uh, like there's like a half man, half ape, and there's a lion, half lion, half ant, just like weird shit. Wow, all didn't around. see that part Yeah. <laughs> 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 um, uh, just adding that in there um, and, uh, and anyway so he's like okay fine you've taken my wife hostage but I've got, I've got no choice I'm going to do it so they upload it into his mind he goes to the Vatican he's dressed up as a priest to try to get in <laughs> little does he know that Dolph Lundgren has been has been stationed around the Vatican to stop anyone getting in and then there's big old scenes about him trying to get in and he's, he eventually overcomes Dolph Lundgren he's smarter than him and whatever he goes into the Vatican uh, he comes face to face with the Pope. There's a big showdown. The Pope is Mickey Rourke. Um, he eventually puts his mind, all the data on his mind into the computers. All the computers are broadcast at all Christian buildings and people all around the world. They, they're shown that God doesn't exist. All of their heads blow up. Um, so it doesn't actually matter that God doesn't exist because everyone that was a Christian is dead anyway. Um, <laughs> That's a brilliant. I, I just, just one little thing. Instead of him having to just put it into a computer, can he be the same? Can the Pope be the same as Johnny Mnemonic? So he actually has to drive the USB into the Pope's forehead or something like that. And, <laughs> yeah, then, yeah, okay. and then, yeah, then all the yeah, lightning yeah. comes out the Pope's forehead, and, it's, yeah, and that's yeah, when yeah, every yeah. month, every month, it's it's everyone's. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and it's called, and uh, and that's the end of the film, and it's called Johnny Mnemonic, Man of the Cloth, and well it's directed done, by Keanu Reeves. Well done. <laughs> nice one. Well, look, I don't know about you guys out there, but I would watch that film. I would pay good money. A lot of good ideas there, isn't there? Hey? That's what we do. Uh, listen, thanks for hanging around and sticking with us. We love having you along for the ride. We've got some great uh, new content coming up for you that we can't wait to tell you about soon. Uh, if you want to rate us five stars, that's great. But you know, all we care about is that you're here along for the ride with us. And we'll see you next time. Cheers, guys. <laughs>